Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. have a whole lot to talk about here over the next few months, maybe even the next couple of years other than prospects, because they'll be the only ones in action. And they'll be the only ones with a chance to offer us any kind of hope or even excitement. So I want to ask today, which one out of all the prospects Ben Charrington's assembled, or even the ones he inherited, has you the most excited about this franchise's future. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. There are a handful of prospects in this system who look, who feel legit as if they have star potential. But I will remind here that Brian Reynolds wasn't on anyone's top prospect lists, certainly not at the very top. And yet, he's the franchise's best player. He's the franchise more so than Brian Hayes is. And the reason for that is, even though Reynolds doesn't do any one thing that makes you go, whoa, it's the consistency. Baseball has always been about the consistency. It's always been about how many times you succeed versus how many times you fail. It's never or rarely, the degree to which you succeed. Reynolds will make the occasional great catch, accurate throw, home run, all that other stuff. But he's not going to be the guy that makes you uh, drop your jaw and say, wow, how did he do that thing? It's just going to be that he did it again. And that's where it gets a little bit dicey when trying to weigh prospects and what their futures might be, especially in Charrington's own stated context of going for high-ceiling guys. Classic example is O'Neill Cruz. 
who most people, I think, at this point view as the Pirates' number one prospect. If it isn't him, it's Henry Davis, and just because Davis was the number one overall pick in the most recent draft. O'Neill Cruz can do things that other humans can't. He can do things that Reynolds can't. He can hit a baseball 500 feet. He can do it with all the energy that one might normally apply to utilizing a toothpick. Not a toothpick on a pitched ball. <laughs> like a toothpick, that's the way a toothpick is supposed to be used. He makes it look effortless. He's an extraordinary talent. He's a six foot seven shortstop who can get under a ground ball with a rocket arm. And none of it'll matter if he can't be consistent. So when I look at the system, I might look at it in a different way than most will, and I definitely look at it in a different way than the various independent ranking services will. And my guy that has me the most excited is Quinn Priester. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. This is more conceptual than it is about the individual. When you watch Rowanzi Contreras pitch, you have that O'Neill Cruz effect. You go, wow, he can do things that other people can't. Here comes a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Here comes an off-speed pitch that doesn't look at all to be off-speed. And it, it has that impact on you. And you think, this, this kid could be special. And we're excited about special. All of us are. I am too. But what excites me the most from a team standpoint, any sport, is someone who will contribute the most to the team's cause. And when I think of a Reynolds who might be in the system, I'm not thinking of a position player. I'm thinking of a starting pitcher. The Pittsburgh Pirates have one thing in common with the other 29 teams in Major League Baseball, and that's that they need starting pitching. And they need it, oh boy, in the worst way. And nothing could transform the look, the feel, and the reality of this franchise faster and more convincingly than the addition of competent, reliable starting pitching. Here again, I'm not talking about flash. The Pirates, as a franchise, have never had, incredibly, over 136 years, a truly great Starting pitcher, and I say that with apologies to Doug Drabeck, a Cy Young winner. John Candelaria, who Chuck Tanner once told me had to be the greatest pitcher in Pirates history. Going back, Vern Law, Bob Friend, Babe Adams. I mean, you just go back to 100, 
20 years ago, you're not going to find a truly great starting pitcher. And those are rare now anyway. There's only so much of Max Scherzer to go around. You don't see the, uh, like, horse types in the game anymore. The 32 starts, the gotta go the distance every time. But it's still the case that this franchise would benefit the most from a starting pitcher who can get you a team win, not a pitching win, a team win every fifth day. Priester, to me, profiles that way. Yeah, he's got stuff. He's got wipeout stuff. He's also got all the moxie that you'd want. And he's got the smarts and the combination of pitches. And he's shown in his limited time in the system that he can get results as well. And that a team can win on his shoulders, as Greensboro did this past summer. This is the player I'm most looking forward to seeing in Pittsburgh. This is the type of player I'm most looking forward to seeing in Pittsburgh. Someone who can get the results from the team's standpoint. And this kid, to his credit, has shown that he can handle it. He can handle the extra outside attention he's gotten for his production over the past year and a half, and he can handle whatever's going to come his way when he gets to Pittsburgh. Here's a little bit of what he had to say yesterday in Bradenton to Alex Stumpf, our baseball beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports. At the end of the day, um, the things that make me good aren't necessarily, you know, pitches um, or maybe, you know, just different things that I can do, but it's more so holistic. Like, I feel like what makes me good is that I compete and want to win uh, more than the guy at the plate and also, you know, bring an athleticism to that uh, that really benefits, you know, my game as a pitcher and, and, and myself as an athlete. And so being able to lock into that mental side usually cleans up a lot of the physical for me. And then that's something that I just need to focus and trust going into this year, um, focus and trust uh, the good work that I'm putting in now and continuing to put in for next year and um, just continue to build off of that. This kid, get this kid to Pittsburgh and we can start getting serious. This is the Greensboro Cavalry. He's not alone down there, but he's emblematic of it. This team at the top level will turn the corner only when the starting pitcher is leading the way. This kid is that starting pitcher. When we come back, just one question. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome 
Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and today's comes from Karen, who asks, who do you think the Pirates can trade for to start back on a winning season? Thanks. Karen, thank you for the question, first of all. The Pirates can trade for a starting pitcher or multiple starting pitchers to kind of dovetail off of what I broached in the opening segment today. Baseball has and forever has had only one shortcut to success, and that's starting pitching. I'm reminded uh, and, and always will be reminded of the Diamondbacks World Championship team that had Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson on it. Didn't matter who else they had. They found a way to maneuver their rotation through the playoffs, utilizing off days, short outings, whatever it was, to get those guys on the mound as often as possible and just allow the two of them to win it all. And they did. And they did. The sport really can be that simple. If you were the Pirates and you were looking to trade, though, that's the key word in your question there, then it gets a little bit more complicated because now you're looking at moving, undoubtedly, prospects. And that doesn't really make sense right now. If I'm the Pirates and I'm looking to add starting pitching, whether that's because of a seismic change in the collective bargaining agreement that allows them or forces them to spend more, you're better off doing that through free agency. You don't want to be giving up baseball assets if you don't need to. And truth be told, the Pirates don't need to. If they had given up a baseball asset, for example, to get Roberto Perez because he's a reliable defensive performer behind the plate, it would have been pretty dumb. As it is, just handing him $5 million over a year when you have it, no harm, no risk, nothing lost. That's the kind of approach that I'd want to see if they were taking your suggestion and going out and getting pitching that would allow them to win in 2022. That said, listening to Charrington's remarks so far this offseason, I don't get the sense that's a priority for them. That's disappointing for me. I'm sure that's going to be disappointing for a lot of people. I think both tracks can be occupied, meaning the future and the present, They apparently don't see it that way. I'd rather see them go out and get pitching, compete, lift their chins up a little bit, lift everybody's chins up a little bit inside and outside the organization, create some real belief that this thing is gaining momentum in the third year under this management, underscoring third year. But I don't know. I'm I'm not getting the sense that's going to take place, Karen. So I have a feeling you're wishing for something that's unlikely, barring, once again, the collective bargaining agreement changing the entire landscape, particularly in places like Pittsburgh. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, not just today, all week long and all the time. It's 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 going to be a challenge here. I'm not going to lie. Finding stuff to talk about on a baseball Uh, context over the next 
few months or years or whatever it takes. But uh, you know what? If I can call on the owners to stay united and get a salary cap system put in place, I can certainly show up here every day and do a daily shot of Pirates, my small part. Let's do it again Monday. <laughs> <laughs>